I'll begin our reflection today with a little story. I often drive later in the evening, sometimes at night, especially during summer, the sun doesn't heat, doesn't really uh, make it difficult to, to drive with air conditioning, so I do so. But this particular time I was driving on the highway and uh, I, was, I was driving on the left lane. As I said, it was quite late, maybe 11 or 12 at midnight, around midnight. And all of a sudden, what I see is like a car parked on the right side, in the, on the shoulder, but I see a flashing light in my left lane. And, you know, it's like almost like a very sort of very aggressive way, trying to see as I'm driving and somebody's right in the middle lane, I, it's kind of flashing. And so I noticed this, this light, so I kind of went into the, into the right lane, slow, slow down. What I've noticed is a gentleman who was there who has seen something that he wanted to warn me about, and I found out there was a black bear right in the middle of the of the of the uh, of the highway, I would have hit it because it was black. I could I didn't, wasn't using high beams because of the traffic and from the other side, so it would have been very difficult for me to see last minute. And so I was so grateful to him that he got up. He, as I slowly drove by, he didn't seem to hit it, but he must have seen it with his maybe he had a brighter light so he could see it. So I was so grateful. Uh, he, he was warning me, and perhaps the police later came and maybe they, they did something, but at any rate, um, the role of someone who wishes to protect another at a cost. Why did he get out of the car? He wanted to do something for me. He did not know me. The role of the prophets in the Old Testament was something like that. They would call the attention of the people and warn them of the consequences of their behavior, warn them of the consequences, the dire consequences, the destructive consequences of what they did. They were people of God. They were not strangers. They know, they knew the covenant. And yet, and yet, they had some other reasons to set aside. As a matter of fact, the people that Hosea came to teach and preach to were quite wealthy, quite well-to-do. They, they were the ones who even built altars to God. They wanted to, you know, because out of the access that they had, they wanted to do something. And yet their hearts were not with God. They were not, their hearts were not following the Lord. Their hearts were not near God. They just followed whatever they wished. Primarily they were doing businesses. They were business people. And it's not that we're right now addressing the word of business, but, but all of us, to some degree, uh, are trying to acquire something for ourselves, for our families, you know, worried about things, which is not, it's, that's not contrary to God, but it's the, it's the heart with which we do things. Why do we do the things we do? And I think the, 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 the call, especially like from Hosea today, the eighth century, to the people of God, is that he says and reminds the people of Israel, he says, when Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Which means he speaks of in one person as a personal, you know, the, 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 
they, they, they're calling Israel, which is a northern kingdom, Israel as Jacob. The name of Jacob and Israel is the same. So when, when, when Jacob, when the nation of, of the people of God were young, they were still children. They, as you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're talking about going you know, to the origins of Revelation. And so when Jacob was a child, which means when Israel, the people of God, were still young, I showed him love. I loved, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. And then, as you know, several hundred years later, when they became slave in Egypt, I called them out of Egypt. I called my son, just like Jesus. Eventually, when he escaped, escaped uh, uh, the Herod, uh, and Joseph took the family to Egypt, and then he called them back when it was safe. The more I called them, the farther they went from me. So the people of God, the more I call them, the more I try to draw them closer to me by bonds of love, the farther they, away, they, they left, went away from me, sacrificing to Baals and burning incense to idols, you know, considering God something else, whatever it may be, gold, silver, whatever it was, I consider it to be more important. Yet it was also I who taught Ephraim to walk, this I who took them in my arms and drew them with human cords, with bands of love. These are words of God addressed to people. Can we apply them to ourselves? How God was there with us early on in our life, perhaps as children or as young, we were very faithful. And then what happens to us? The more the Lord has been drawing us, the more we have kind of gone, gone astray. And you know, who has not gone astray? You know, being teenagers, college people, afterwards, we have our own ways. We kind of set aside God for something more important, something more valuable, something we can do. And then he, the Lord continues. I drew them with my, drew them with human cords, with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to his cheeks. Yet though I stooped to feed my child, they did not know that I was their healer. They did not know who I was. Today, how many people do not really know God? How many times you have these comments about God, you know, rejection, the revelation. You know, even, even if people seemingly are good, but yet they have just shut down, you know, for them revelation, the revelation of, of, of grace, but also knowledge of the evil one, which they don't want to accept, reject, uh, that means that, that they wish to, to say that I know everything about how human beings are. In their condition is for me, that's the norm. Well, it's not the norm, as we will hear in the gospel today. It's not the norm that we're afflicted with sin. It's not the norm that we are, that we are, we are following the disorders of our heart, passions, these things. It's not the norm because God made us in his image and likeness, and we have, by sin, we have rejected, so we have initiated disorder, and so the disorder is with us. And this is why the prophet today, calling people, warning people, don't do this. Don't be, don't be uh, uh, indifferent to what God is giving you. Embrace and take it with you. Take it and receive him, receive the graces that flow from him. The, the prophets warned of the danger, but they were not able to completely stop. 
They're not able to transform. And this is why today, when we look at their gospel reading, Jesus empowers the disciples and, and especially the 12, the 12. He gives them the power, exousia, the power to work like he does, like he has done. So the, the, so the 12 are not only proclaimers, like the, like the, uh, the prophets of old, but they have received the power from Christ to do something about it. And so when Jesus calls the 12, and he says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. The word lost in Greek doesn't just mean lost, like losing away, like not knowing, you know, finding ourselves lost on the path. It means lost in the sense of perishing. Those who are so hurt, so mangled, dying, these are the ones that the Lord is asking his 12 to go out to find. He's, and he gives them the power to heal. He gives them the power to, to restore. The, you, know, the, 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 you know, the defective is not just the sick, but also the lepers who are, whose body have been mangled. They're missing limbs, missing parts of their body because of leprosy. And go, go out to those who are afflicted with evil, exercise, remove the power of evil for them on the psychological, on the spiritual level, where they're so tormented, they're incapable of, of, of living a normal life. These are the ones Jesus sends the disciple, the, the 12 too. He sends them. The power of the 12 is the power that bishops possess. It's the power that bishops possess and the powers that partially are given to the priests in the name of, of, of the Lord. This is the, the power, but there's even more, even raise the dead, even raise the dead. Our founder, through the power and trust in the, in, the, in the powerful grace that is at work in Our Lady, that, that preserved from original sin. In her name, he asked God through her, raise a child in the womb who died. The power that is given to us. Our problem, our difficulty is that we don't really trust. We don't really rely. We don't really you know, say to God, I don't know, but I know that I, I trust in you. This is whole message of divine mercy is all about trust. Because if we don't trust, we cannot receive gifts. If we, don't, if we don't trust, we don't place our confidence in God, then all the gifts are there, but, but the Lord cannot do a miracle within us. If we don't believe in Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, he can't do anything. St. Faustina, in her diary, records the words of Jesus. Jesus says, I have so much to give and people do not believe in me, do not believe that I'm real, that I'm present, they receive me as a dead object. Therefore, I can't work. I can't work the miracles, the graces that I've come to give them through my very presence in the Eucharist. And so, so here again today, when we hear Jesus gives his assignment to, to his apostles, the 12, it's very clear what they are to do. These are simple men, fishermen, farmers of, of Galilee. And, and the Lord gives them this. Was that a shock to them? 
when he says, this is the power I gave you. It's the power of Christ himself. See, the problem, in the, you know, when we think of, of the disciples, apostles, as proclaimers, as to go out who proclaims and teach, teach and so on, we don't see what he gave them in fact. He made them make himself, he made himself present in them, made himself present in them. Just when we receive the Eucharist, he's present in us. And so we can do many things. But for the 12, he gave specific power to heal, to restore those whose bodies have been mangled by leprosy, to, uh, to exercise, remove the power of evil, and to raise the dead. He gave them this power. And they are to exercise in his name. They know they are not, that not, does not come from him. Just like John and Peter, when they were in a temple, says, what I, I shall give you, I don't have money. I don't have resources to give you for a material benefit. But what I have is what I have received from God. And the power to heal, get up and stand up, be healed in Jesus' name. Same thing, we have the power to take this bread and wine, the power of God, the power through the Holy Spirit, the body, the bread becomes the body of Christ, the wine becomes the blood, the power of God at work in us because we do so in not only his name, but within he who is within us, who has given us this capacity to do so. And then the last portion of the gospel today, he says to, to the disciples, don't take anything extra. Don't take extra sandals, tunics, whatever it is. Or, or don't appear as though that you're doing some deal, a business deal, because you have nice shoes, you have this, you're all dressed up. He says, no, walk barefoot. Have nothing with you, that no one will say that what you're doing is, is trying to influence in any way. And give what I gave you. Give gratuitously what I gave you. Give because what you have received was for free and you are to give without charge because you are not supposed to charge anything that, that is given because that's God's power. And that is his kingdom. Proclaim the kingdom at hand. This is the power of Christ at work within us, the power of Christ to what? To transform, to heal, to sanctify, spiritually, physically, to make us sons and daughters of God. That's the power that God gives. And this is why whatever house you enter, carry nothing. Let them take care of you. Because they will understand what they are receiving. They will understand. And these are the ones, give them that peace, shalom first, greeting. In the name of God, may you have everything. May you have the security and sense of everything that that, that, that God offers, and we are the ones who are offering you that peace. We're offering you that security. We're offering you that healing. We're offering you whatever your longing and heart desires. And so, so this is what, what we have is with us, is that we, first of all, cannot take this world as it is, as the norm. The norm, yes, the norm is sin. But the, the desire of God is transforming into this, into this kingdom to restore all things.
in Christ. And this is why welcoming the word of God, welcoming reading, allowing ourselves to be affected by the, by, by the Holy Spirit, grace of the Holy Spirit, allowing ourselves to be taught by Christ, but above all, allowing ourselves to be filled with his presence, to be filled and transformed. That's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the goal, and this is for us as Christians, as Catholics. We are to witness that reality to the people of God. First of all, tell them what, it, what, they, what, the, what, the, what the goals are of God who chose to, to share this mission with his apostles, with, with all of us. But in a special way, he wants to tell us that Christ is in the world. Christ is with us. Christ is the power by which we are able to accomplish. Christ is the leaven by which transforms this the world in which it is, finds itself in this condition and, 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 and make it a beautiful bread. That's what the Lord wishes. And this is why the invitation is so great. The invitation seems to be beyond us, beyond our ability to even grasp. We're not able to see everything. We're not able to understand everything. But in light of the gospel, in light of God's word alive in us, in light of God's power given to us, we can say only this. We are not able to see everything, but we, we know that we are able to do things for God. We're able to, to heal the society in which we live. And by our prayer, by our witness, example, silence, adoration, by our contemplation, by everything that we do, by active love, charitable love, merciful acts, we're able to bring forth the kingdom, which means that we're able to help our brothers and sisters to become sons and daughters of God, destined for glory. Isn't that incredible? That incredible what God gives, and we say, Lord, who am I? I'm nobody, I'm limited, I can't do anything. I'm not able to do much. I can't even convince my own family members to go to church. But that doesn't mean God has taken away the power from us because we have the power of prayer, even if it takes 20 years, the power of witness, the power of instructing others, guiding them to church if they are able to, saying, don't miss it. God is giving you something so extraordinary you'll not be able to grasp. But if you say yes to him, he'll show you everything. May the Lord then today, who has instructed us through his word, reminding us of who he's giving us, reminding us of the power that the bishops have and the priests who are sharing in it, that we may not be able to dismiss, forget, set aside anything which Jesus offers, as offer, he offers himself for something else, which does not lead any place except to greater destruction. We know that God, whose love and mercy knows no ends, he knows us, and he'll be able to accomplish things through us, despite our limitations. For he is the God of love, God of mercy, God who has initiated this transforming kingdom, and he will not stop until we're in, in heaven with him. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.